want to look at what it means to live in perilous times. We might ask the question, are we living in perilous times? And you might get all kinds of different answers, maybe. I don't know. You know, maybe some people might think things are pretty good. I guess relatively, relatively speaking, in some ways, in some ways they're good. Um, matter of fact, a lot of people right now are telling us, some are telling us it's real good, and some are telling us it's going to get better. You know, all the ads on TV or, you know, it's either it's either it's already good or it's going to we're going to elect me and I'm going to make it better. But, you know, um, are we in last days? You know, Bible talks about perilous times coming in last days, in the last days. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to address that question exactly. Um, I kind of think we're sure a lot closer and it sure seems like it. But but that doesn't really matter in a lot of ways. I think we are in perilous times. For whatever whatever it is, perilous times means difficult, hard, uncertain. And I think for most of us, you know, it's it's there's some uncertainty in our times. There's some uncertainty. You know, it's like wow, where are things going? What's really going on? Difficult. I'd say there's some difficult times. I want to start by looking at Second Timothy, where the Apostle Paul talks about these perilous times, and he says. In 1 Timothy 3, 1, know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. And here's what it lists as perilous times. It says, well, men will be lovers of themselves. Well, tell me, are we, are we pretty much in a selfish generation? I mean, are people pretty much lovers of themselves? Lovers of money? You know, lovers of money? Boasters? You know, proud, you know, I think there's, you know, I always think it's in America. I think there's a danger of thinking that we are who we are because of who we are. And I think that can lead to a lot of pride. You know, we say, well, we should have civic pride. And I understand some of that, but I think there's a real danger because anytime you take pride in yourself, I believe you're taken away from what God has done. You know, and so I think we have to be very careful about being proud blasphemers, people who ridicule God. You know, it's not so much anymore that people don't believe, but they want to literally ridicule God. You know, it's, it's almost, it's, a, it's an aggressiveness. It's an aggressiveness. Disobedient to parents. Yeah, you see that. I mean, just look around you when you go play, go to the stores and all. Disobedient to parents. And then disobedient to most authority. You know, it kind of, you get a lot of disobedience. A lot of, lot of things like, you can't tell me what to do. Now, I don't know about you, but 40, 50 years ago, if I just said that to the right people, you can't tell me what to do, I think there would have been trouble. You know, now, now kids almost are defiant. You know, disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unthankful. We deserve everything. You know, I got it coming. I don't... Why should I be thankful? I, you owe it to me. You owe it to me. I don't have to be thankful. Unholy. Yeah, they're just, you know, God-like. Yeah, we're not unholy. Unloving. You know, we're pretty unloving in a lot of cases. You know, selfishness plays into that. Unforgiving. We would rather get even than forgive. You know, if, if something happens, we want to say, yeah, but I want to get I want to get them back. 
or they got to pay. We want to make people pay all the time. They need to pay. They need to pay. We're not forgiving. Slanderers, you know how we talk about one another. Without self-control. I think that's a big one with your children. We know you need to teach your children self-control. It's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. That they can control themselves. You know, well, I can't help it. Yes, you can. You know, a young girl and I are having this big discussion now. She's full of anger. And she says, I can't help it. It's the way I am. And I'm not changing is about what she's saying. And I said, well, yes, you can. You can learn self-control. That is a matter of self-control. You don't have to get angry. You know, that's, that's, uh, those are choices. Brutal. Despisers of good. Traitors. Headstrong. Haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Boy, isn't that the truth. Boy, you know, it's all about what pleases me, what makes me happy. And, you know, if I got anything left, why then we'll consider pleasing God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. I think that's a big one. I think that is huge. Huge. People have a form of godliness. They want to look like a Christian. They want to claim to be a Christian. They want to hold the name of Christian. But it has no effect in their life. It has no power in their life. They deny its power. They deny that it can make a difference, that, it can, that God's active. He's working. He wants to change my life. He wants to change things. There's no power. It's just, well, I just act like it. I look like it. You know, they, they have a form of godliness. As it says, from such, turn away. So we see that there's, there's quite a list here of, of things that, you know, say, you know, when these things are happening, it's perilous times. Personally, personally, I think, if I look at that list, now, I'm not saying everybody's like that. I'm, I'm saying, you know, but I'm just saying as you look out at society, there is a lot of that going on. There is a lot of that going on. And it makes for perilous times. It makes for difficult times. It makes for hard times because there's ungodliness everywhere. And it's pretty well accepted. It's accepted. In 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verses 1 to 3, Paul says to Timothy, he says, Now the Spirit expressly says in the latter times, some are going to depart from the faith. They're going to give heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. People are actually going to turn away from the faith. That the things they maybe at one time had accepted or believed, that they're actually going to turn away from the faith because of deceiving spirits and false doctrines that are going to come in and pull them away. They're going to believe other things. They're going to believe a lie. I think, I think we can look around and say, well, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. They say that, I don't know, if I'm, I'm probably not going to get the statistic quite exact, but the children that are born and raised in Christian homes, by the time they go to college, like, 70% of them walk away from their faith. I mean, that, that should be unsettling. I mean, that's unsettling to me. That, you know, they walk away from their faith. It says it's going to happen. So we have to make sure that we teach and train our children. You know, that they have a good foundation. Back in Second 
Timothy 2.19. Paul said to Timothy, he says, In a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood, clay, and some of honor, and some for dishonor. Therefore, anyone, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. He tells Timothy, cleanse yourself. Cleanse yourself. I believe as Christians, we need to cleanse ourselves. We need to make sure that we do the things that are right. That we do the things that are right. You know, it's not just a matter of kind of walking through life on a scroll, but that we do the things that are right. That we stay on a firm foundation so that we're not swayed in these perilous times. It's troubling for me when I see Christians walk away, walk away from what they really have believed or at least claim to believe. I don't know. I, it does, I don't know. I can't understand all that, whether it's because the foundation wasn't that good or they didn't really believe it in the first place or what happened. But it just, just bothers me when people walk away from the foundations that they've laid, that have been laid. And so we need to make sure that we aren't swayed in these perilous times. I guess one of the things, we need to be alert. Don't get complacent and think, well, that would never happen to me. I think there's a danger once you think that would never happen to you, you're vulnerable that it could. It could. You have to take measures to not be swayed. It goes on to say, therefore, if anyone um, cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. Flee useful lusts. What is that? Well, it's those things you did when you were a kid. You know, it's kind of saying grow up, mature, become what God would have you to be. Flee youthful lusts. You know, kids are pretty self-centered, usually as youth, self-centered, selfish desires. Youthful lust, I think, sometimes is want to be in charge. I think it's that, that thing that says, I know better than anybody else, and especially people older than me. You know? We need, to, we need to be careful. We need to be careful to not seek the wrong friends because we want to be accepted. I think youthful lust, youth want to be accepted. They want friends. And there's nothing wrong with wanting friends and, and having friends, but... We need to be very careful that we don't have the wrong kind of friends. But then it says, but pursue righteousness. I think in, the, in hard times, we have to pursue righteousness. We have to pursue what God wants. We have to pursue what he wants for us. Lord, what do you want? What is right in your eyes? What is right in your word? You know, I see, I, you know, I see different people on Facebook saying, this is what I think God says. This is what, how I think God is. It doesn't matter what God, you think God is. You know, the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. It doesn't, God says, I don't care what you think. That's my opinion. He don't care. If I'm going to follow somebody, I'm not going to follow somebody that says, well, this is what I think about God. Why would I lower God to that kind of a position? You know, why would I bring him down to that? God is who he says he is, and I need to pursue him. Pursue him. Pursue righteousness. Pursue what's like. Be right. Be God-like. Be holy. I need to pursue faith. 
It says we pursue righteousness, faith. We need to trust God, not just trust God and have faith in a out there somewhere. We need to have faith now. Everybody, every day, you're going through something, and you need to exercise your faith today. Faith is something we exercise. We walk by faith. It's every day. It's not, well, I, kinda, I have faith. I believe God's out there somewhere. That's not going to get you there. You know, it's, Lord, what, what can you do today? What do you want to do today? Can you, Lord, I need help. You know, help me with this. We have faith. It says pursue love. We need, we need to love others. And, you know, love others unconditionally. I will love others as long as they do what I tell them to do and as long as they behave right, as long as they don't say something bad. Then I'll love. No, we need to love unconditionally. We need to pursue peace. Peace within, peace with God. And as much as possible, peace with all men. You know, peace. We should not be afraid. You know, I think one of our one of our songs this morning talked about God is by my side. You know, he's the God of angel armies. You know, and, and so we should not be afraid. We should not be afraid. We should run to him, not from him. And then I want to share from Hebrews. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, the 24th verse. It says, it says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. You know, it says, okay, now as perilous times come, I believe it's important that we stir one another to love and good works. You know, we, we encourage one another. But then I think it says, but don't forsake the assembling yourselves together because it's unnecessary so much as more we see the day approaching. What day? Well, the latter days. We see the day coming, the latter days, the perilous times. It's going to be important that we stick together. And not just stick together. You know, it's not like we're going to, we're going to get in some big fight. And, you know, we, but we need to stick together and encourage one another. Encourage one another in the faith so we don't depart from the faith. We stay encouraged. And it's important because we do that by assembling ourselves together. We have fellowship. Why do we get together? One of the biggest reasons we get together, worship God, hear his word, but to encourage one another. Encourage one another. You know, as perilous times come, you need encouragement from each other. I believe that's going to be critical. That people encourage one another you know, in the body of Christ. And, you know, people will be struggling. There will be a lot of stuff going on. People will be dealing with a lot of things. They need encouraged to keep going. Encouraged to keep going. You know, and if somebody's struggling, don't put them down because they're struggling. Well, what's the matter with you? You should have more faith. You know, don't, they don't need lectured. They need encouraged. You can encourage their faith, but they don't need put down. You know, there's a difference. You know, you can encourage me to have faith, but don't tell me, well, what's wrong with you? You don't have enough faith. That's a put down. You know, I need to be encouraged. I, you know, I may need more faith, but I need to be encouraged to have faith. 
I need to be encouraged, you know. And we get that from assembling ourselves together. How far are we in perilous times? Who knows? I, I don't know. It looks perilous. You know, you read the scriptures, it fits what's perilous. I think personally it could get a whole lot worse. It could get better. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If it's the last days, you know, if Jesus comes next week, it's not probably going to get much better. You know, he probably needs more than, a, probably needs years, I mean, you know, for these things to turn around. I don't know that that's so important as to realize that you can be in a hard time and what's the right thing to do, whatever your position you're in, whatever's going on. Because if you look around, I think it's pretty perilous. I think personally it's pretty perilous. I think our society that we live in is basically getting ungodly. and It's heading that direction fast. It seems like it's on a, a pace. I think God can turn that around. I think he about has to do it sovereignly at this point. I'm not sure. I don't know that, you know, I think he's going to sovereignly do it and then we'll, we'll maybe get to participate because I'm not sure. I'm not sure we have the wherewithal to, to really do that. And I don't say that as a good thing, but I'm not sure. I don't know that Christians are willing to take the hard stands as a whole. The hard stands. You know, when everybody's going this way, that you say, no, I'm going this way. A lot of us want to say, um, you go that way, I'll go this way, and we'll all be okay. No. I mean, I don't, think we're, I don't think we're quite there to make hard stands. You know? And I think that would be necessary to see things really turn around based upon our actions, that Christians are either going to have to start taking harder stands about what's truth and, of course, you know when you take harder stands for truth, you know what's going to happen. Then you're going to get more persecution. So it's like, whoa. See, if I tell you, you need to take a harder stand, then I tell you if you do it, you're going to get persecuted. Now you've got to calculate. Let's see. Take a stand. Oh, I could get persecuted. Well, let's think about this. See? It becomes quite a decision. Am I willing to take that stand? But what's your foundation? Are you going to deviate from it? If the God's word is the foundation, then you better take that stand. Better take that stand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. It's sinking sand. I got I to gotta get that down inside of me that I believe that that's true. That I'll take my stand on God's word because everything else is sinking. And what happens, folks, as you take that stand, then I think you're a place where other people can go. When everything else is sinking, you know, if you take that stand, I believe people will come to you. They come to you because they can say, wow, you're different. You're different. You're standing on a different foundation. Yours doesn't seem to be crumbling. What is it? What is it? So as we live, I believe in perilous times. Whatever, whatever that might be. You know, I personally believe that there's probably countries around the world that are not, if you said perilous times, they'd be going, well, no, Christianity's growing and abounding in our country. I just think in our country, it's getting more perilous all the time. 
I don't know where the end's going to be. I'm not sure. Um, the answer isn't Tuesday, by the way. <laughs> Please vote. Please vote. But it's not the answer. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They, they're only authorities. And they, they're out doing whatever they're supposed to be doing. But they're not the answer. They're not the answer. And until we figure out what the answer is, I think you know we're kind of going to continue having perilous times. So then we need to know how to live in those perilous times and how to stay true to God's word. Let's all stand. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is true. Lord, we thank you that we can depend upon your word. Lord, help us to know your word. Help us to have that firm foundation. So, Lord, we won't be swayed when perilous times come. Lord, help us to, to express and to share and to get our children to see that foundation through us. Lord, help them to have that firm foundation so when they come against attacks and perilous times, Lord, they won't be swayed. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Lord, I pray that you be with us now. Lord, dismiss us with your blessing. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We pick